morning. My name is Brenda. I'm calling from Southwest Airlines from Miss Cindy. We're calling because we have a couple of charges on the credit card in your name. We just want to verify. We have folks flying from Chicago to LaGuardia, and we just want to confirm that you did authorize this charge what? on your credit card. Thank it's me, Cindy. That was the voicemail that was left at 7 a.m., and I was still waking up as I was listening with my spam spotter going right into red alert. Not that I thought for a minute it was a real call from real Southwest Airlines, because my radar is so jacked that I even ask my brother for our mother's maiden name before I'll talk to him on the phone. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But you know what I mean. It's no exaggeration that I am on 24-7 fishing alert. That's fishing with a PH, you know, the kind that's trying to get your money one way or another. Maybe it's the high call volume, the two, three, four, or more robocalls that I get every day, and some calls are actual humans, and I'm like, how badly do you need to earn this money that you'll actively try to cheat somebody for however many dollars an hour you're earning? Not to be judgy, but there are other ways to make money. I know because I've done a lot of them. Cleaning hotel rooms, picking peas for a farm stand, working nights as a cashier, but never scamming. Of course, I didn't call right back, even though she knew my name, which I figured meant those clever thieves looked up my phone number, which is listed under my name. Instead, I googled the phone number she left and saw spam, fishy, scammy. So being a good citizen or just feeling like the only thing I could do is report it, I called Southwest Airlines, not on the number the caller left because I'm not a sucker, but the 1-800-IFLY-SWA number, which for some reason I know by heart. As I'm on hold for a really, really, really long time, but now I will attribute that to them being so good, I go on the FTC website and start filling out a complaint, but I'm on the I've already lost money form, so I close that page until I get through to Southwest. Finally, they answer. I explain the call, give her the locator codes that scam Southwest gal had left, and guess what? Therefore, actual reservations made at 6 a.m. this morning for flights from Chicago to LaGuardia leaving today. And I ask, can she see how they're paid for? And she gives me the last four digits of a credit card number that sounds very familiar. You know why? Because it matches mine. Exactly. Damn. So now I call my credit card company. And of course, they shut down that card and they're issuing me a new one, which they're sending overnight because, and here's a bit of the irony, I'm flying to Chicago next week with a new credit card in hand. Then I call the what I thought was a scam number and get an actual Southwest Airlines fraud agent. And they cancel the tickets on the flight and they're refunding the charges. And all this before 9 a.m. So now what? This is the second time my MasterCard's been hacked. The first time it was for a couple of small purchases on iTunes. But I hear that sometimes card stealers use the number for a couple of little purchases before going in for the big one, like a new car or wardrobe or maybe something else. In this case, they booked flights but didn't show up for them. And with Southwest, you can retain the value of the tickets. Another way they're very good at customer service. So I guess the stinking thieves were planning on a trip sometime in the future on my dime. Thanks, cretins. The first woman I spoke to at Southwest said she heard sometimes there's a connection with Amazon. Like, do you store your number on Amazon, which I do? And I'm like, hmm. So now instead of keeping a card on file with them, I'll have to add a step to buying things. 
which isn't really a bad thing as it'll give me a little window to anticipate buyer's remorse and maybe change my mind. Save a couple of bucks. Not that I'm spending piles of money with Amazon, but well, I sometimes buy stuff. Oddly, and this is a side note, I only rarely buy books from Amazon, which is odd given that Amazon started as a bookseller. These days I go to the library for almost any book I want to read and I save buying for the special ones, throwing my support behind my favorite authors, Sandy Con Shelton, Maddie Dawson, Helen Klein-Ross. I'm talking to you ladies. Back to scams and phishing and lying, cheating scoundrels who are working hard to separate you from your money. My only line of defense is that I'll have to add an extra step to using my credit cards online. Citibank's MasterCard lets you get a temporary card number to use for that single purchase so you're never entering your real information online. I've done this to add a layer of security when I'm not 100% sure of handing over my credit card info. Although it does slow down the buying process by a couple of minutes, and if the internet has done one thing for us, it has made us wildly impatient so that anything longer than instantaneous is long enough for us to get annoyed and gripe about. So, okay, I'll take the extra step and not use my actual number. Double damn. I'm on the do not call list, but robocalls don't seem to care. Plus, scammers have gotten so smart that they're even scamming your caller ID. Now, I don't answer my phone unless I know who's calling, even though a lot of times the calls are clearly coming from my own hometown or not dirty fakes. And when the calls go to voicemail, mostly it's an instant disconnect, but sometimes my voicemail has... Hello, this is Christy calling. How are you today? That's great. Or, this is your last chance to lower your credit card rate. Or, this is Apple calling. And while your caller ID reads Apple Inc., if you call that number back, you get the actual Queens-based Apple Center, which has pre-recorded a message saying they're aware of bogus calls, don't give out any info, but if you already have, they'll tell you what to do, blah, blah, blah. Those calls, especially those that masquerade as calls from your local area codes, hit big on landlines and are now also ringing mobile phones. Yay. It's estimated that nearly half of calls to mobile phones will be scams in 2019. The scammers are banking on your seeing a local number on your caller ID, figuring you're more likely to pick up. Unless your spam radar is, like mine, on high alert, in which case I wait to see if they leave a voicemail, and if it turns out it's a real call from a real person that's really trying to reach me, well, then I call them back. As far as robocalls go, if you get sucked into answering, the FTC, you know, Federal Trade Commission, recommends hanging up as soon as you know it's not a call you want to work with, because, no surprise, most scammers don't actually keep lists of people not to call. <laughs> Hitting the key to get added to a do not call list can be a mistake as it just proves you exist and puts you on a sucker list of sorts, guaranteeing you'll get more calls. I take that one step farther and figure if I don't even answer, they'll just move on without being able to verify that mine is a real number. There's a tool to fight this. It's an acronym. It's called Stir Shaken. It's a program that can verify that the caller ID actually matches the real phone number that is making the call. Over a dozen phone services have already signed up or are getting in the process, including T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T, and Verizon, which I have, and it shows spam with a question mark before the caller ID. That's helpful. You can get call blocking apps like Haya and Blocker from the App Store, which reminds me, I have my credit card on file with them too. Again, damn. If you have an internet-based phone, visit nomorobo.com, N-O-M-O-R-O-B-O.com to see if this free service works with your phone. 
If you have a landline, see if your phone service offers the anonymous call rejection option that lets you screen out calls from callers who've blocked caller IDs, and if so, what you need to do to enable it. Or you can spring for a robocall blocking device like Sentry 2 or Digitone Call Blocker Plus. They plug into your phone line, they allow you to blacklist numbers you no longer wish to receive, and set up a whitelist or manually program the phone to recognize and accept, you know, your friends and family. Both devices are effective, but... But they're both going to cost you a couple of bucks. So to wrap up this story, I hope, I go to Amazon. I take out my now-canceled credit card number. And then I go to Citibank to find where the get a temporary number option is so I'm sufficiently prepared should Sandy Con Shelton's new book hit soon. And what do I see? Right under the two Southwest Airline charges, two charges for a hotel in Los Angeles for three days ago. Seriously? So I call Citibank and they're going to credit those as well, which makes me very, very grateful because little would be more depressing than paying for someone else's fancy hotel stay while I'm pinching pennies and staying home. I guess there's a lesson to be learned here. Being on guard is good. Phone scammers are not good, but are reality. With this new rush of paranoia, I'm thinking I'm going to see if I can sign up for some sort of your credit card has just been used message thingy that would save Brenda's department having to make a call. But in the meantime... The biggest thing I learned today is if you get a call from Southwest Airlines at seven in the morning using your name and asking to verify that you used your card for what they think might be a suspicious purchase, this one is most likely a real person from real Southwest trying to be really helpful. Thanks for that, Brenda.